is the sky high. Number 47, Marcus Washington, Ryan the Revac. Got it. Mm, um, yeah, so, you know, hey, what's going on? Go ahead and introduce us, you know, what we're talking about. Oh, shit, sky high, episode number 47, Marcus Washington in the house. We talk about fashion right now, and we just on a kick. Uh, Marcus just got a dope-ass bomber jacket. Yeah. Then we exchanging fucking, uh, you know, style ideas and uh, we talking clothes. So go ahead, Marcus. You were continuing. Oh, yeah. So I was talking about like as of right now, what I'm trying to look for is things that like last for a long time, you know, like certain certain uh, styles that are, I, I guess, was classic, you know, because even I was looking, I was watching, I was watching um, Malcolm X, right? I was watching Malcolm X uh, with Denzel Washington and I was looking at some of the style in that movie and there were certain things that like, that I was thinking about like when the thirties and, and forties and how people had like their suits and stuff and certain suits are still fucking, you know, hot right now that they can wear now, you know? Uh, but it's, it's a little bit different. Like you can still have that style, but you would want it more, not as loose. I mean, you can still go with the loose, but you want it kind of more tailored, but still have that, that fashion idea to it. You know, that, that time a little frame. modern, just a little, just modern. a little modern. That's all it is. You always got to make it a little modern, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like, um, yeah, looking at looking at like like a brown leather jacket man you know i like that one like i think a brown leather jacket is dope too but i started off with a black one because i feel like that's just more universal i think you know, that's priority priority is especially priority. bomber slash slash i did bomber because of military background too you know i was like i was looking for i was originally looking for the navy style bomber right but it had it had the the, the fluff you know like the oh the, the fur the fur, the fur hey. is dope. The I thought it was dope. dope, but it's like, damn, the, that's so specific, though. <laughs> but the, yeah, but the fur, like, like the fur, I feel like is not as versatile. It is very particular during a, like a time, right? Like, I, I mean, like not a time in like uh year, but I'm saying a time in 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 the year that you can wear it. Usually, it's only fall in winter. You're not wear because you, you're not wearing that in the spring. You know, you can wear a, a normal bomber in the spring. You know what I'm saying? Or if you like, like cold climate, you just you can wear that shit every day if you cold climate purple. Yeah, you know. What, with a, a, a bomber without the fur, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, uh, I don't want to do that so much. Although I do want to get—I don't know the proper term. You might know the term because you're—I think you're more versed into this. But I do want to get. Uh, I already have a jean jacket, right? But I want the, the jean jacket with the fur. Now that one is fine for me. I like that during the winter. You know what I'm saying? That's a clean look. That's a clean look. Uh, you know, looking like looking that. like Killmonger. You know what I'm saying? And, and Black that's, Panther. It's a it's a good jacket to have. That's a very uh, you know, I like the jacket. It's classic look. You know what I mean? It's not going to go out of style. It just kind of comes in and out, but it does seem to last at least our lifetime because that's all only references what we know. So I agree with you when you try to piece together like essentials, leather coat for sure. Uh, jean jacket you know definitely i think jean jacket i put in um for fashion sense yes i think that's an essential fur i think that's even a bigger statement i think when you add well i already have a jean jacket so that part i'm like okay and a jean jacket really can go through all all uh i i think all uh, seasons you know what i'm saying oh yeah for uh, sure because one, one of the things uh, other than rain but like i would say i would say like the jean jacket is dope because what i noticed when i had it was it surprisingly uh, wind resistant to me? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. if you layered it with like a, a solid sweater, 
it, good. it's it, it, like you're good at least for the win now depending on what, how you deal with the cold is another thing but like as far as like cutting through wind it, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty uh it's pretty solid you know what yeah. i'm saying it's like a cardboard box but yeah uh just like just like you know once again reference to the military maybe that, that's what it is it's just i think so well, military like, fashion well, is fucking like like universal yeah, yo, and man, it's fucking stylish keep there it real some, there was some stuff in the military that I saw like back in like the seventies or whatever, how they used to rock their pea coat and their, and their hat, like to the side. Right. And then all of a sudden we had to wear it really square. Like, don't do that. Like these dude, dude, these dudes in the military back in the day used to have beards. Like, what's up? Like you want to like, so that's the was original idea. There was, was gangsters on the, on the, on the boat, like yes. and a dope, a dope pea coat. A pea coat is essential. I think. I, like I, I love I literally, I literally went back and I was like, all right, let me see my navy pea coat, right? Oops, sorry. Uh, I was like, that was my expression though. I was that, like, <laughs> yeah, like on on uh, what was it, Metal Gear, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, I was I was putting on my pea coat and and I was a little bit thicker than you know, like a little bit more you know, stout. Uh, so I put it on as like it's too big for me right now. If I got it tucked in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then like, like, well, it depends on how you rock it, but like I was looking at like, yeah, collars up. Oh. Never down on the peacoat. Collar fuck up. Yeah. Collar like, down like, is like, what the fuck? Who wears yeah, it with collar, a collar down? <laughs> collar up, bro. Collar up on Especially the that one is the one that like hugs your face. So hugs your over the like, face. Yeah. Right? You're just like, bro. Yeah. No, bro, my brother used to have when my brother like had that, his stuff just like, here is dope. And you yeah. just like you just like you just like you look like a fake Batman, like I'm Batman. Look at the whole thing, just it's a very bro. high quality jacket. At least the one I'm assuming you got the same one as like my brother to some degree. And I remember when he Thick. had it at the house, I was like, yo, this shit is this is a real name. This is ill. Thick, right? Yeah, like now I lost dope. some buttons, so I need to like what I'm planning on doing is actually taking it to a tailor to to resew the button. And then bring it in a little bit because you want it to, to like, like I don't as of right now unless it's like a thin to me unless it's a thin peacoat, the one that I have is gotta it's gotta show off the the curve you know like you know how women would like the like if you show off the curve with the peacoat on a man like kind of like wearing it tight buttoned up yeah you know what I'm saying that is strange that that, that, one, that is that a thing you yeah have to, you have to button up I think. Because I think the thin ones you can rock it a little bit loose. You oh know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that one is like those are like raincoats. It's like you you, yeah. you go in there like you don't you go in there imposing like you just you own the spot when you wear that one. You know what I'm saying? Nice. You get a little thick. bit of a tailored look. That's why yeah, those those uh, peacoats with the back tucked in a little bit uh, do kind of or not even tucked, but they kind of like pleated or they kind of sewn in a little bit with that curve. Yeah, There's some nice. Oh, yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. Hold on, I gotta I gotta take this medicine real quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. So about that, man. I gotta take this medicine. Anti-rejection. So, um, all good. So yeah, you said Malcolm X uh, movie had fashion in it, and you was talking about in the fifties or sixties. You said, and it was just high fashion. Man, I can't remember when it was, but I just remember thinking, well, one, it was super loose, but it was like even like the little things where they're walking down the street, like. You know, bouncing. I was like, it's like there's certain things to the fashion where you're like, that was kind of dope. Or even when I watched, um, when I was watching, uh, what was it? Uh, um, Lovecraft Country. I keep forgetting if it's county or country, but I believe it's country. And I'm watching some of the fashion of that. And I was like, dang, some of that is dope. Like 
suspender look or whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the old little hat where it was like you know conductor trainer you know what i'm saying i mean those are classic some pieces wool, some of the wool like like wool pants when done right oh man you know what i mean it's like I mean, there uh, are essentials they are essentials like i don't know if it's a pea coat but there's like a tan overcoat that's like not not all the way to your legs but like maybe not past your knees but maybe mid mid thigh or yeah, yeah. Or, with or the pockets your, your, with the knees, you know what I'm yeah. yeah with the deep fronts and shit it's like a canvas pocket it's like a canvas jacket almost you know what i mean like a workman jacket like uh like one of them carhartt joints or one of them uh you know what i mean like those uh those workman jackets but they're hella you know heavy duty so it yeah. has this like very you know yeah no those are fucking those are dope too i was like eh. That is yeah. very reminiscent of 90s fashion right there, for sure, when motherfuckers yeah. were rocking, like, workwear as, like, you know, style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm also thinking, like, of course, it's flannel season, right? Well, uh, I'd say, you know, uh, October is, you're, you're going to have more earth, orangey tones, and then once you get into winter, you're going into, like, maybe darker, more, Blacks. like, solid. solid Blues, like blue, dark grays. Blue, dark red, dark gray, <laughs> right? But it's like it's just a variation of the of the fall. But I love the fall, right? Because you get the earth tones. But like you get a nice flannel and you look like you're a lumberjack, but done right, right? Like just the yeah. just like the like you have to grow out the grizzly beard. You have to get the 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 like you have to have whiskey. Like you just drink some whiskey, but you got a little toughness <laughs> on your face. Like hold on, hold on. Like I just been through some things. Like you know, yeah, I, reminiscent of Rocky when he's in in, in Russia, right? Hey, for real. The beard, right? And he was like, ah, hey, that shit was, hey, with the beard, though. Oh, and he was in the barnyard, like, yeah. Go. I was like, that's probably the most beast mode. That's why, like, I remember Rockies. Yeah. But Rocky Four is the Rocky to me. You know what I'm saying? I know it's hard for people to say because Rocky 1 was whatever. It wouldn't be a Rocky 4 if it was Rocky 1, but Rocky 4, uh, I think that's four. what most people think about when they think that of is, Rocky. I, you have an argument there. 1 and 4 are probably the most famous ones for sure. Yes. I think the third one is the shit. The I think third one with uh, Clubber Lang. Is that third Clubber one? Clubber Lang, yeah. That I, one I, is I, fucking I, good. I want to say it was the third one. Okay, yeah, that one is good because I think that, that one also had Hulk Hogan in it too. That's where Hulk Hogan got his start, I believe. Boom, Thunder Lips in the when, flesh, baby. Uh, yeah, Rocky Three. <laughs> yeah, because like, because because did Rocky win the first one, or do you win the second? Or I don't he recall. Lost. Did he win both of them? He lost the first one, right? And then I think he came back and beat him, obviously. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And Watch that way, one no, though. No, but no, four no. is the montage in four is the best ever. Yeah, and, the then, and then obviously it's the Cold War thing going on there in the eighties, right? And oh, the propaganda like, was huge, huge. <laughs> but then it was more like it was funny because the propaganda was huge. But then it went to like kind of more of a peace thing. It's like if I can change, you can change. But I think it was the the we, end of it, and we were just we, kind of reminiscing, and then this is our plan. Yeah, kind of yes, like what yes. are we what are we doing? We're fighting yeah. this cold war stuff, right? Yeah, unity together. Yeah, yeah, unity yeah. together. And then they started cheering, like <laughs> not even know. It's like a, uh. <laughs> it's just crazy because that one he's like having a speech, and then the first one is like 
He could barely read. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He could barely yeah, read. Speak, yeah. And then the fourth one, he's like speaking in front of the country of Russia to make peace. Yeah. I was like that. Exactly. <laughs> And his son is like, this, yeah, dad. you know, yeah, making love to the robot. Like, hey, the kid had, like, was that the first sex bot? You know? Oh shit! Pauly, they hella snuck Pauly, that in. I hella forgot about Pauly, that. Yeah, the Polly, Polly was in love with the the robot. Okay, hey, that, that right? shit is fucking. Hilarious. The racist uncle Polly, you know, the racist uncle Polly was in love. Dude, with, like, no wonder you're racist, dude. You're like really hitting, hiding your true messed up life, man. You know? Hey, but that's like, but that's like one of the best characters in the movies, though, for sure. Because his 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 appearances throughout that series, especially the first. To the third, you're like into the fourth. You're like, man, this dude made a leap, and he's still the same kind of dude, which you see happen, you know, throughout the story. Yeah, it's fucking, he's good. I do, he's I do, memorable, I like, memorable I did, character. I didn't like Uncle Polly growing up, but it's just funny. It's like I don't know yeah. why. It's like I've always liked those strange oh, yeah. white dudes on shows where it's like, all right, you're strange, but I like like George Costanza is still one of my favorite characters, man. Just despicable, huh? And who's the boss? No, no, no. George Costanza is on Seinfeld. George Costanza. Yeah. George Costanza is, is Seinfeld's best friend since high uh since like the high school. Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't see I never watched Seinfeld. Oh man. Well, I mean, maybe it's you a Seinfeld now. dude? Huh? Are you a Seinfeld guy? Sein- am I? Yeah, yeah, I was for for a while, man. Like a lot of it like cracked me up, man. Like one it, of those where of- you watched every episode of Seinfeld guy. No, I can't sit there because there was when I, I thought I did and then went back and I was like, I don't remember this episode, right? I don't remember this episode. And then uh when I, as I watched it, there's certain jokes that are long-running jokes. I was like, oh, so this is where it started off, right? Okay. But um I remember when I was younger, I liked Kramer because it was a slapstick stuff. But the older I get, the more I like uh Costanza <laughs> because it's like he's just literally despicable, right? The character is despicable yeah. in so many ways, and it just makes me laugh on how like his how his family is and how like how like you know and it, and they're all despicable, but it's just like George is like they're all sick. I just I don't know why, but all of a sudden I really like George when I got older. Like he cracks me up. Relatable. Relatable, like the constant mess up underdog you root for him but he's still gonna mess it up you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's how we all feel <laughs> right well while kramer for me after a while i was like i guess the older i get the slapstick comedy doesn't work for me anymore i think a lot of that slapstick stuff is more for juvenile juvenile or you know uh like juveniles comedy. yeah like and that's not a bad thing it has its place you know that's why he's on the show and he's probably one of the more recognized characters yeah, because it was like he would come in, he would come into the door. Every time he came in the door, it was a different way, right? Yes. He would come in the door, like at one point, and I don't know what season it was, but at one point, every time he came in the door, it was some exaggerated way of how he slide into the door. Yeah. And that was his thing, you know? Yeah. It's like you and said, so it it's like, like a, a physical comedy type shit. Yeah. And then but, that blow up didn't help him at all either, but that's no, but the point. but uh, but also what it, what it started, what stopped, <laughs> like I hated that he always he, he was opposite of George, where he would like do some stupid stuff but end up coming out winning somehow. And I was like, yeah. what? you know, those people, you know, those people were like, but I mean, that's that's always been the uh character throughout our lives. There's always that character that, that's what I'm saying, where you're like, <laughs> I don't you know, know who that relates to. It's like, is that 
implanting it or is that a reflection? That's what I always get confused about TV. Is it stuff that they're seeing that we're doing and then that's why it's funny to us? Or is it stuff that they are putting out there that we deem funny and then it changes us? Which one's which? You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, it definitely changes us. I think, uh, like, I mean, I would definitely say that most of my comedy comes from, like, how I look at stuff will probably come from TV. a little bit of Seinfeld, a little bit of uh, Martin, you know, oh, like Martin, Martin, a lot of Martin, a lot of Wayne's Brothers, right? Oh, and then yeah, Dave Chappelle. Wayne's Brothers, Dave Chappelle. Those are those are, the, those are the three. Those are the three major shows that i think that would build most of my comedy you know what i'm saying uh, jamie fox show and, and, and yeah jamie fox show is good i but like when i'm when i'm saying like my comedic chops if i have any would come from things like that like dave chappelle's sick in the head but then martin would be funny to me because of the the exaggeration to his stuff you know what i'm saying it was good though he was good like his exact when he was on fire man like yeah. some of those episodes like there's one there, there's two that crack me up is, is the children's island one where he where he uh where he's like uh he's fighting this like rodent right <laughs> he went to this island he won an island to be romantic for gina by by getting a a, a, a ticket or uh, winning an island off the back, back of a cereal carton right okay. he's like baby we go to children's island right because they were trying to outdo uh tommy and pam and then they okay. end up seeing, seeing each other on the same island because Tom was trying to show off and then they end up going to the same island. Same like, cheap dude, right? But there's, there's a scene where because they're on this, like, island and everything's, like, exaggerated, right? There's, like, this big rodent, furry rodent, but it's completely a stuffed animal. And so the scene of, like, Martin fighting it <laughs> with Pam brings me in tears every time, man. Like, like yeah, how that's they, a how good exhausted. show to watch. So, so that one always stands out. But there was another one where Martin—I forgot what episode, what what it was—but Martin was mad and was trying to accuse people for stealing something. And he has like, he's like, he the has dog. This, yes, yes, yes. Yes, you know exactly. Hey, that shit is like, hilarious. Dude, he had a, he had a fake stuffed dog and he had it like running around and making that noise. That had me like, yo, that had me in tears, man. Like. How seriously you trying to make that dog look? And like none of them were trying to laugh. Like they were trying to act like it was a real dog. Yeah, they you were all trying to stay in character, bro. Stay in character with <laughs> the stuff dog. Yo, that's man. one of the funniest scenes like ever. Like ever, I think. Yo, man, oh, like man. dog, like people so, underestimate it, man. Martin is fucking. That's a genius show. Like that, dude, that was genius such a good show. show, and it was so like. Yes, it sounds cliche, but it was so for the culture for that time. Like, it was it brought on hip hop. He brought on like actually R and B singers, Casey and Jojo, or other people like that. You know, like that was during the time where you had actual R and B and rap people would go on a TV show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for real, Dude, like family fucking, matters. Tracy had that Morgan for a while. was on that motherfucker, man. Tracy oh. Morgan, uh, he was a, he was a, uh, he wasn't brother man, but he was the other dude that was trying to sell like flowers on the. He was always hustling and shit. Yeah, hustle man. He was hustle <laughs> man. man. Hustle man. You're right. He was hustle man. Yeah, man, man. hustle man. You know, like uh, that's such a big influence to us. That's so crazy how that show is just, but it's so good. Like Martin was so, so good. good. And Batisha Campbell though, shouts out like yo that, 
connect how, the chemistry they had it was just it was cool how they had it on that show and then pam come on bro yeah like dude i didn't i didn't respect pam until i got older i was like damn pam's kind of fine like back then i wasn't understanding i was probably more light-skinned but now i'm just like yo pam had some cakes man and i didn't even notice that i didn't even real. i was like hey, pam but it, it is sad to see how like it all ended you know and don't get me wrong i'm not saying whatever happened but like i can see how you play a role for so long with someone you might get an emotional attachment or feel a certain way you know oh yeah well, you know what i'm saying so a lot of ego in that room at that time you got to think they're writing the ego. highest that's the number one show dude black show like that like oh, man. dude i are what i remember was me and andrew my friend after martin would come on i don't remember what day it was maybe it was wednesday or thursday right it'll come on a wednesday uh -huh. and on a thursday morning we'd be like, did you see that? And we would talk about it at the bus stop to go to school. You know what I'm saying? Like that That's was some cool like, shit right there. That's some cool that shit. That was the talk of the morning. I was like, did you see Martin? Like, okay, so think about it this way. Is there a bunch of kids? Like, what is this? This is sixth, seventh grade for us? What, what is this? I want to say fifth through, fifth through sixth was when it was really good. I think seven was when we started to look into, like seventh is when I started to pay attention more to Wayne's Brothers. And like New York Undercover because it had more. It was like the style, trying to approach certain things a different way. Malik you know? Yoba, Malik yeah. Yoba, right? Like the Wayne's brother having week. But one of the things I love about the Wayne's brother, like Martin's or not Martin, um, Marlon's fashion was fire. Oh yeah, that's Marlon, true. They was, they was, was breaking a, up. Like yeah, they was breaking out the brands right there. Breaking up the fan. Like you're like, wait, what is this? Fubu Mecca? That was like, a good run. Like a DJ? A, a DJ or or whatever you want to call it, NYC. I don't even know anymore, but I'm a you know, we the world Fubu. may never know. The world may never know how to pronounce Nietzsche NYC or whatever. Crazy, but that I was like know. the craze, and then it just disappears. Like fuck, dude. dude. Well, uh, because triple fuck? five soul now triple five soul was like the premium hip hop brand, right? That was like the underground dope brand. Yeah, at that time, I want to say that was. That was you prize got some triple for sure. Five soul, you're like it was. It was fire, man. Oh yeah, you I know backpack right here. I got one of them hiking backpacks. Triple five soul. <laughs> triple five sold, man. Like yeah. all fives, all fives. Yeah. I'm not even sure what it meant, but it knew I wanted it. Right. It was a cool ass style, like the the shit little bit of Averex, you know. Oh, Averex, Averex leather jacket. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, like, like Marlon Wayans is one of my favorites. Like, this is just the goofiness of him, you know? Yeah. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Like, that was a good show, too. Very good show. Very good dynamic, I think. Yeah, dude. So, you know, but Jamie Foxx show, I like, dude. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Foxx, Foxx show was good, you know? Hilarious. I still remember the first episode where he reenacted R. Kelly because he was trying to get R. Kelly on it. Uh, Don't be stepping on my big toe, <laughs> big toe. Yeah. Bruh. Hey, you Always. used to sing that all the time, bro. That just reminds me of you, like, like straight up. I'd be, I'd always say that to girls, like, big, big toe, toe, big toe. toe. Like, yo, like, when I say that, and then Dave Chappelle, because there was a lot of things that I related oh, to of being like kind of nerdy, but like goofy okay. at the same time. And he embraced that, you know, because yeah. a lot of times comedians, at least the black comedians, weren't nerds. They were they were more like had a little I'm hood, a little type. street in them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There was a certain type. Yeah, I mean, not Marlon so much, but like all the other major ones, when you look at like, like even Damon Wayans has had a little roughness to him, mm -hmm. uh, Eddie Murphy, right? Mm -hmm. But but to me, Dave Chappelle was just straight goofy. 
like nerdy, you know what I'm saying? And so Very representative I was like, of our time. For sure. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that's exactly who I identify more with. And he would take the weirdest stuff and make it super silly, like, you know. And so his commentary is very, you know, hella funny and silly for sure. And, well, and lightning at the same time. It's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this stuff and this stuff always had a message to it, too. Makes it was think. makes you think it, thinking man's comedy is this. Yeah, his is more of a thinking man's comedy with the, the silliness. To me, he made like all all comedians look at things and then it they make fun of the reality of society at the time, right? But his was more thinking about like, he's like, do you not see how stupid this looks? How silly this looks? And then so he'll put it in perspective to put it like, this is silly, you know? Like a blind racist, you know? And it's kind of a double on, on the <laughs> idea of like, like sometimes racist is just blind. You don't even know why you're that way. You're just racist because that's what you're taught to be, you know? Yeah. Very interesting messaging in his stuff. If you look into it that way. Layers it's on thought layers. out. Yeah. It's thought out. He's, he's one of the, one of the dopest. I mean, when it's all said and done, I would only think I could only imagine what it was like when like Richard Pryor or, you know, George Carlin or, Whoever is goes down as those you oh, know, top George, George Holland. I have to give him respect for what what he he. I mean, was. just and yeah, some of that stand. No, he was like no filter. He was he yeah, was, he was a no filter white dude, which is like ah, shut up. Yeah, but but you era. still gave him like hella props. Like you're like okay, he made he, you, you think. Know? It was silly. Yeah, the propositions he said and kind of the, some of the jokes were, but they're very good. Like just his kind of uh, his commentary on on social you know on, on just uh, socially which i think that's all what it is and it just comes from a perspective of silliness and i think having no like no cap and no restrictions i think is the best and you know making sure that we continue to allow uh that platform to be you know expressed. as i think about comedy i feel like right now kevin hart has a stranglehold on it financially right yeah. financially he's killing it as far as comedy to me, like he, like he ain't he ain't the top to me. You know what I'm saying? Financially, what he did with it, business wise, yeah, I'm gonna say you're, you're he's a goat in that way. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. how he's stretched out his comedic value through like financially through a lot of things. You know, um. Because cause I think about, like, the top com- comedy people is, like, it, and even though I, I think Dave Chappelle may be better, this is part of me is, like, ah, I'm always going to put Eddie Murphy up there. It's kind of like the Michael Jordan effect was, like, ah. He, he, like, Eddie Murphy was, like, a Mike Tyson and Michael Jackson during that time in the 80s. You know, he was a, he was a phenom at a very young age. You I know, mean, the thing that puts me over for Eddie Murphy is coming to America. That's the one thing he's got over any comedian is like that shit was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> just, just a super classic. I don't know if anybody they Dude, didn't that's really a, that's, that's that should be part one. of a Christmas like celebration. That should be that's seen a, at yeah. every every home in America, <laughs> like straight up. Yeah, yeah. that's how Zuna, good that movie is. Right. Like as a it's movie, still, but it's, it's silly and it's funny, but it's just. 
it's empowering. It's enlightening. It's the one of the. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm actually, fucking, actually one of the most movie. slept on ones to me is actually his uh is Trading Places. Trading Places is a. It's a good show. It's, it's it's a good movie. It, it's not it's not the same as a comic movie, an entertainment movie, no, no. as Coming to America, but Trading Places was definitely a one that you want to that make you think about stuff. It was talking about things that, like. Not until maybe 14 years later, they fixed talk about insider trading, other things like, and then it was talking about can of like, can you make a black person do this off the street? You know, it was like all that stuff and how, how, when he started to get money, he changed, you know what I'm saying? Mm. He's like, this is alpaca. And, and then his, then the butler was like, weren't you coming this way before, sir? He's like, yeah, but I, I wasn't like them. He was like, which is a like a play, you know? Uh, so like Trading Places and Coming to America stand out. And then Beverly Hills Cop just because it's like Axel Foley. That shit is tremendous. But don't get me wrong, like, you know, his stand-ups are fucking obviously revolutionary. And, you know, they, the two is like, okay, I mean, what else you need to do? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, I never want to take away from Richard Parker because most people love him. I feel like though Richard Pryor is like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to me, which is like it's like I get the respect, but because where I'm at now or when I saw it, it just it felt I didn't understand it completely, you know? Yeah, true. It just wasn't our era, and I think it wasn't our era. Like trying to pay homage to it and place it where it needs to be with context, and then understanding the change, and I think which is that's I think the cool part. But trying to remember that shit because you know. Trying to remember the the time, I think, is important of Queen Abdul Jabbar. We're talking about like what 60s, 70s? Yeah, 60s, 70s, or whatever. You know, we were just talking about that in the fashion world. You know what I'm saying? So you figured, like, damn, there was some hip ass shit going on. Don't know what the state of the time, but you look at the events of happening in the world, you're talking about like if anything, that might people might call that the golden era of America. You know what I mean? Before, you know, Kennedy's assassination type situation and whatever that did, you know, because that was in what 60. 63 68 63 oh man uh, yeah somewhere so in the I, 60s <laughs> yeah the, the 60s the 60s was the wild wild west like yeah there's like a lot mlk of like, martin luther king i mean uh you know malcolm x is going on like there's a lot well, of shit going was, on in the 60s what was it not d-day but you had what was it the um with cuba i forgot the, the what the date they call it where where we almost like almost had a nuclear war uh, the bay of like, pigs was it bay of pigs it was a certain day. I, I I should know it right now. My memory is just shot just as oh, I get shit. older. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, it's all Cuban good. Missile Crisis. Ah, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. But um, missile. Yeah, Cuban Missile Crisis, man. Like, yeah, it was October sixteenth, nineteen sixty-two to October twenty-eighth, nineteen. Wow, shoot. We're, we're, we're the time frame, right? Um, Speaking of, you know right? I mean? Yeah, and it was like it was just built up hostility. It was like, yo, is this about to go down? You know, just like a standoff. I mean, shit. This is also the time of Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, right? Around these times, also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so think about that. Like how we've at least come to understand who these people are in, you know, at least sports history, or you know. Uh, social history however you want to see it 
it's fascinating. That's all encompassing. It always comes back to basketball. It's it's funny how you do that. <laughs> You're always being like, yeah, dog. It's like, hey, that shit is accurate. How you depict that? That does make sense. What like oh, uh, it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Michael Jordan, and then you know, kind of like the differences was. So so JFK got killed in like '63. Okay. Not next. It looks like it was February of '65, and I believe Martin Luther King was '68. Jeez Louise, talk about the 60s. <laughs> I want to say he, he died in 68. Yeah, April 4th, 1968. Come on, You know man. what I'm saying? Crazy. So 60s is wild. Was wild, So imagine that. Bro. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes out along with, you know, the other greats from that time, Will Chamberlain, yeah. Bill Russell, kind of. They're emerging from that kind of world. Maybe, you know, late 50s for some of those other players, but Kareem was definitely in the 60s then. So just kind of seeing that, you know, that is fascinating. And what war is going yeah. on at this time? Is it World War Two? No, the uh, Vietnam War was. Oh, Vietnam War, Vietnam War. Vietnam yeah. War. I wanted to say went from sometime in the '60s through the 70s. maybe mid '70s, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the one of the things that happened too, one of the like the forgotten wars, the Korean War, oh, because that oh. was in between the '50 and '60s, right? Oh, man. It's usually considered considered a forgotten war. Why does nobody ever talk about that war? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. About it, and I'm look, I'm looking up. Yeah, it's forgotten. Okay, so so was it? So I was wrong about the time. The Korean War was a little bit after after World War Two, right? Because yeah. I, I want to say World War Two ended in like 45, 44, 45. Okay, so right into Korean after that. So that's so Korean was nineteen fifty to nineteen fifty three. Oh, okay. I thought it was the 60s, but it's definitely forgotten war. Let's yeah, see. That's the... that was oh, shoot. That's one. Because I want to say it like either World War II in it in 45. Okay. I think 44 was when like like the major drop and then it, it completely signed and in, in like in 45 or whatever. But then you have Vietnam War, which is so, no, check this out. Actually, technically, dang. According to the Google search, boom. Right? How incredible Google, is that shit? We don't know, but I'm just—they changed their shit last week again, <laughs> right? From November 1955, so Korean War ended in '53, right? Okay, so straight a two-year break. Okay, a two-year break. But check this out: the Vietnam War, according to the Google search, uh, search. Went from 1955 to 1975. Jesus. There were people who spent maybe their whole military career, 20 years, yeah, in that war. Yeah, you know, that? there What's could have been show? people who joined the war as a father, right? Yeah, and by the time the war ended, their kid was in the military. Well, shit. I mean, how long has the Middle East has been going on? If you do, we include Desert Storm with the whole Afghanistan Iraq thing, or those are separate? I don't know, man. I would think those will be together. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and then you know, what you call it, just passed away. So, so, so Desert Storm that can't be Gulf War. It seemed longer than that. This can't be. No, hold on. Maybe changing the dates, man. Who knows? Yeah, this, Who knows this, for this, sure? This, this doesn't look correct because it's saying January to February. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that was longer than that. Like, hold on. 
I mean, maybe shit. I what? Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> January 17th and night one month and one week? No. Then then what was after it? It was precluding that because like the Gulf uh, War seems longer than that. This can't be. You can't tell me the Gulf War was a month. A month? <laughs> that felt like forever. I swear to God, that felt like forever growing up. Oh man, that's fucking funny. Okay, okay, let's see. Let's even last see. the NBA offseason this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, come on. What the fuck? Is that, that right? Can't <laughs> that can't be it. What precluded that? No way. That can't be it. So wait, so there was a time where we were just was fighting no one. There, there can't be. No way. That can't be. What year I, is that? I, that was from 1991 to 1991. That's like, that's the shortest. That's it. That's 91. No. What was the other? We said Desert Storm. What was the other one? What was it that we called? Because, like, I looked up Desert Storm and it goes to the Gulf War. And it's like, this can't be. This, I can't believe maybe, this. I feel like, maybe. I'm just, okay. Well, is there a timeline? I mean, for maybe. Wars? It just, it just like, it, I, I'm saying maybe. All I'm saying is, you know, time moves differently, right? When you're a kid, like, a day feels like forever. That's true. I felt like when that was going down, that seemed like longer than that. I was scared. <laughs> I was Dude, like, I thought, oh, yeah, I was like, we're going what? to war? Like, you saw the, like, the black light with the lasers and shit. Like, oh, what is that? Uh, war in 1990s. She had going on. You said Persian Gulf War, also called Gulf War, 1990 to 91. But so, okay. but it just shows one Iraq War. I don't like. Oh shit! So then we were at peace from like 90 to 2001. Like, let's just let me please like get this. So the Iraq War was 2013 to 2017. Okay. Like, I, why do I feel what? <laughs> okay, so then the Afghanistan War is 2002, 2003. Because Afghanistan bled into Iraq war. So, so okay, the U.S. war in Afghanistan is longer than the the Vietnam War, according to CFR.org. Um, the war in Afghanistan, according to Wikipedia, was 2001 to 2021. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. So that's never ended. And then Iraq just ended. So Iraq was later. Oh, so yeah. So this, according to the Wikipedia, if we think it's true, but I'm just gonna go off of what is being hey, said. Hey, it's all good. Go this, this is all we know. This is all we know. You know, it's all we know. The war in Afghanistan was a conflict that took place from 2001 to 2021 in Afghanistan. Blah blah blah. Taliban. The war ended with the Taliban regaining power after 19 years. Wow. Like, first of all, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what were we warring? I don't even remember us going out there killing anybody. We're just there. And then, and then, and then to lose it, like, ah, they took over. We ran out. This Now it looks even more, like, now that I know it's 20 years, now I'm upset. Like, before, I'm like, what? Wait, okay, what are we mad about? And then people are like, all the things we did. And I'm thinking, like, well, when was the last time we actually were bombing and shooting people down there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the last three or four years. I don't recall that. I don't recall that. I, granted, it was like out of the news cycle, at least. I mean, you know, to my knowledge, I thought it went from that's done to I right, we're going to Iraq. I thought that was the move. I didn't know that it was both. Why were we still time. there? 
like the, the question I have too is like, why were we still there? I don't know. I don't even think people knew that we were there. I mean, we were there, like, but not like because we're we're in, we're in a lot of places as far as like, but it's just like, why are we still there and calling it a war? I, uh, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we were if still paying taxes sense. on it. Yeah, we paid like that's ridiculous. That war was that's how much? For, that war was like how many trillions? <laughs> well, it, and it says the war ended after 19 years and 10 months. Right, it was the longest war in United States history, surpassing the Vietnam War by approximately five months. Hmm. So you're saying that we had so like sometimes I wonder is like, do you not end one war and start another? Because if you're saying the war on terrorism, the war in in Iraq, right, which was 2013 to 2017, but yet we still have the war in Afghanistan. We had two wars going on at the same time. And I oftentimes it didn't feel like it felt like one stopped while the other one begun, you know? Like it's weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously I don't really know the logistics and how it's supposed to work. Cause to me, I'm like, we went to like Vietnam, I knew because people were talking about that a lot. And literally they were shooting for a long time there, you know? Wow. And then to, to, to know that the Gulf War that we grew up that was one brought month. tragedy to us when we were kids was a month long. Like so then the so that's dying. what I'm saying. So we were from the time we were essentially in ninety-one to two thousand and one, there was no war. Was there a war in nineteen ninety-eight? War in a Kosovo war. Okay, I do remember that because that was like Vladi Divok and all them, right? Yeah, but the, the, like American war, like I wonder. That wasn't us, though. That was like Serbian and uh, Yugoslavia and all them. So the Gulf War was literally like a month long Indonesian military operation because this is, a, you know, Rwanda Civil War. Yeah, that's not, we, we ain't in that. Anything has to do with black people, we're not in that. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, we ain't dealing with that. Let's Why is that? Up. What's up? How can we eat out there? Cause no one like although 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 like Africa is supposed to be one of the most resource nutrient countries. China's all over that. All over they are. They are, man. I'm glad you know what's going down because they are. Come on, like man. come on, man. <laughs> like, come on. That's... that's that's why that's why like when when like one of the things I like when I started to look into it and, and it like kind of blew me like, oh man, I get it now was in Black Panther, what that was showing was actualized the ability of what Africa could be if they weren't always getting raped for their resources. You know, now granted, it, it could be the people, it could be whatever. I don't, there's a lot of reasons. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But, Africa you know. It's one of the biggest mysteries for sure. No one knows shit about Africa. <laughs> like at all. people that do know, but no one wants to give a shit in America about it. Like, that's the same thing in America. American people don't really know the history. It's just what they tell us. But in reality, when you think about it, you're like, there's no, I mean, to me, I'm thinking there's more to this story. Just like how African, like if you look at what Africa is in terms of the size of continent, you're thinking that's America. And for us to think that it's some weird, like, oh, it's all Saharan desert and wild animals. That well, there's a lot of people there and it's a lot more sophisticated than you think. <laughs> well, let me, let me back up and say this too, right? 
I just said, you know, country. It's a continent, right? There's countries are the smaller one. Ghana is a country. Yeah. You know, and that's where like I I got called out by my by step or by my sister-in-law, right? Who uh who's married to my stepbrother and she's like, "I'm Nigerian. I'm not African. Africa yeah. is where the country I'm from or the continent I'm from." Mm. And I'm like, "Fuck, like thank you." Like I I said thank you just because it's like sometimes know. when you're when you're not educated, you say things incorrectly, right? Like we we bunch together Africans are the the continent of Africa, but there are people who are also separated within that country, right? Ethiopians, Nigerian. I don't know all the other ones, but you know, um, but when you come to like the continent of Asia, of oh, Vietnam, Vietnamese, Taiwanese, Chinese, Japan you know, or Japanese, we know that we separate that, but for some reason, in Af- when it comes to Africa, or Africans, or, or people from that continent, we don't, we even separate Americans, right, because technically, right, Mexico is the part of the continent of America, North America. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? the continents, yes, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Strange, strange how that is. Because Australia, Australia is a country slash continent. You know that, right? That's true. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is just like whatever, right? There's it's like we're all distinction. The distinction is strange, and why it exists is strange. Too. Yeah, there's a weird distinction of why it's like not big enough for a continent, but it's it is, you know. Yeah. Like, and the parameters like, behind that. I'm like, is this horseshit? Like, what the fuck you? Tell yeah, who made these rules? Like, what are, say, these- like. <laughs> Like, not a continent like motherfucker as what uh, who cares motherfucker like, yeah I'm i always to... laugh always always laugh at like i mean that's why when, when, we, when we like on the podcast we do talk about dating i was like who made these rules why like why are we following these rules why are these rules these rules who why do who agreed upon these rules like did you guys have an accord where you're like okay this is what we do all right women we're gonna come to an agreement this is what we're gonna do right we gonna treat you like shit or act this way and you gonna not know what to do and we're gonna sign this stuff why who like that's why that's why like for me the comedy comedic part of racism right is that why and i get some of it is how you brought up but why do some people choose to continue these ridiculous stereotypes within the culture right like Like, within the culture of like american culture whatever they are like you know, like you like sometimes you're like you look around and you're just like, why are we continue to do certain things? And it's just funny to me that like we've accepted it and made it this way and can't and most most of the people within the culture or the the race or whatever decide like, yeah, we're just gonna keep doing that. Like I wanted to I've always wanted to write a movie making jokes about the extreme natures of culture, right? Like, and it was supposed to be a joke like like you know it's gonna be racist but it's like you know like you know there uh, imagine okay it's like a movie about me and you right we're, we're two friends of different cultures but we look at the world and it's almost like the matrix has like we're we're realizing the matrix right we're walking around it's like you don't see the silliness that was going on here and we're the only ones like why are we continuing to do this and you look over and we have another asian friend who's eating a hamburger with chopsticks and it's just like why are you eating a hamburger with chopsticks but it's like so to over exaggerate the Very cultural type. thing but it was supposed to be a joke on it like yeah like why like you know what i'm saying yeah like oh this is what we do you know 
this is what we do. But but why you don't have to do that anymore? Oh yeah, we do. We got we got to eat we got to eat hamburgers with chopsticks or something silly or whatever would be like silly with black culture. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think stereotypes are fucking hilarious, man. It's it's fun. It's funny, you know. Like one of the funniest things to be is when when like my Spanish speaking friends once it like speak perfectly great English, but once it comes to anything that's Spanish speaking, like the accent comes out hella hard, man. You know, gotta ride those R's. Gotta ride those R's. <laughs> gotta ride those R's. But like, yeah, man, we are about to eat some watermelon, some steak, some horchata, some burritos. Like, whoa, where did this come from? Where did this come from? But it's cool though. I think that's the shit that makes the shit cool, man. Like well, I'd rather cool. I'm a... do that, or is it cool? Like, or, yeah, or my idea of the movie too. I think both. I think, I mean, I think poking fun at those things, I think, is a lost art at this point. We are, we are stereotypical, but I mean, noticing those is what makes us funny and different. But not being it, assholes about it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think anybody is. I think it's just this kind of this media hype right now. This is kind of like the move, but I don't really buy that shit. I don't oh, think buy really what part? Emotional. Sorry, I might be lost on on what you mean by buying what part. Sorry. Oh no, just kind of like the you know emotional shit tied behind a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's like I'm I'm definitely a person that's like you know embrace like know where you came from, know the history, all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Oh yeah. Um, but but when I'm saying this about is more of the, I guess the negative stereotypes that people continue to add to it. You know what I'm saying? Like the weird, like why are you like. It's one thing to understand your culture and to embrace the culture, but it's also another part to embrace the probably ridiculous or extreme sides of it, you know? I mean, that shit is funny to me, too. No, it's funny. It is. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's funny. It's like, it's funny to me. Like, why? Why? Why is it? Yeah, it is strange. Like, just how cultures are like that. I mean it's so it's unexplained it's it's so vast is what it is because i mean shit, like, just trying to figure out your own shit is already a, a task in itself you know what i mean like one of, like one of the things that you know like like black people do no matter what right like right. they'll they'll watch a sport right and they'll yeah. see a person that's black they're like yo let's go black dude right yeah, and yeah. then he speaks and he's like dominican you're like, <laughs> you're like <laughs> <laughs> i've been lied to i've been bamboozled Oh man, that shit's fucking hilarious, right? Like, this nigga is speaking Spanish. But I mean, that's what's strange. So, how does that work with black folks? Because I had this question to another uh, friend of mine who was of the dark skin nature. Uh, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> how is Jamaican people looked at from black people? Whether it's American black people or people black people from Africa, how do they look at? How do you guys look at Jamaican people?" When it comes I, to black I mean, people, I, it's hard for me to speak for all black people. Well, Unless of course, I mean, from black, your opinion, black market Washington, opinion. right? Yeah, exactly. This uh, is so one that, person, that two Mark idiots Washington talking. Who's yes. black in, in America? Yeah, uh, I think of Jamaicans as Jamaicans, right? Like, okay, okay. Uh, if if I'm watching something and it's Olympic and it's Jamaicans against America, I'm going for American, right? Right, but I won't deny when they're dope. But I don't have a connection to them. Like, oh snap, now. There are times where I thought a Dominican was a black person. I was like, what up, dog? And it was like, nah, puppy. Hey, <laughs> what's up, my brother? Like, oh, hey. no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you know? So, because yeah. one, because like, you know, because of all the trading and everything, I would look more like a Dominican for the most part. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I would look partially more like a Puerto Rican for the most part. See, you know, even, even trying to understand that 
like how like, there's black like you know like caribbean island people like jamaicans mm-hmm. caribbeans you know dominicans Haitians. it's almost like somehow. they're in their own kind of world right but then you consider okay there's that and then there's the african black people like you know nigerians liberians uh you know uh egyptians turkish like that that's all africa <laughs> yeah, yeah south africa you know uh yeah all those and then you consider american black people see so that's why to me it's like because you're the same answer you have i i've gotten that answer from a couple different friends of mine i'm like yo do you identify with like you know people from africa or people from jamaica like nah mm -mm, nope don't even nope that's just like there's something different just like how we are with you know how filipino people are distinguishing or we're obviously different from korean japanese all the other ones yeah it's like, huh? But see, black people, at least in America, are told that they're from Africa. It's just a long time ago where you don't remember. But yeah, then it's so strange because you're like, yo, there's like really not a connect. <laughs> like, there's nothing there. There is it. I, I mean, don't... like, you know, like, like black people in America. I remember watching. I think I think it was it was um, Boys in the Hood. You African booty scratcher. A lot of black people would make fun of Africans, right? Yeah. Partially, it's. I mean, black people make fun of black people. Uh-huh. But it's like it's partially like this, like well, you're black, but at least I ain't an African booty scratcher, which is like well, this is kind of where the the genes originated from, you know. That's true. It, you know, and so it's then, yeah. it, and even even like in America, it's like you look at it, it's like oh, you're African, and and I know the history, but it's like we ain't got no real connection, you know. Yeah. There's no real connection to me. Like, but it doesn't mean I don't respect african people at all oh, you know no, what I'm saying? no you just understand them as they're just different from i no yeah it's just different you know different and i just think understanding that because but then the overall idea of what we how do we categorize there's always subculture this and understanding that yeah there's already we're all unique so that's the cool part now let's get down to business let's try each other's food let's try each other's culture you know how do you like this weird shit we're doing here you know in this area where we have you know curry pizza and korean tacos and you know whatever but, that shit is you know yeah I mean? but even but even to say like like black people in america like mm-hmm. black people from california don't necessarily associate themselves with black people from the south you know what i'm saying That's you know how many times you know how many times like because i was in the, in the in the navy right someone from the south would try to be like you ain't got you ain't athletic you ain't this right and i'm like okay i dust them you know what i'm saying Oh, oh, what's up? Okay. What's up? Yeah. All right. Pume, you know? Boom. I mean, that's there's more to it on that too. That's just my demeanor because I'm I, you know, I grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods. I have a different accent, like, okay, yeah, sir, all prop more proper. So when you're more proper, <laughs> people are like, oh, he don't know what he's doing. Well, Grant Hill is more proper and he used to bust people's ass. You know what True I'm that. saying? True that. Until so until he got injured, right? But uh. I mean, Kyrie or Irvin's is more proper because he he grew up in you know uh, prominently. His dad was an NBA player, so it's not like he was like in the hoods or anything like that. Nope. You know, nope. his dad played nope. pro basketball. It's a normal so, kid out there playing hoop, playing hoop. So it's like you know there there was those things where people be like, oh you 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 ain't doing nothing. It was like, oh okay, I get it. Like mm-hmm. somehow the only athletic people in the world come from the hood. That's where yep. you just go out and prove show worth, and then you firm handshake and let bygones be bygones. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. All right. That is interesting, though, that, that there are different even, you know, uh, 
stereotypes amongst you know within our own country see but understanding that and just knowing the difference i mean there's that's fine it's just yo it's cool it's just the race thing i think is this it's it's very over exaggerated i think as we understand how we're in tune to try to think like our differences are what divides us so yeah that's what actually makes us us so now we live in together and making this whole thing is like the cool thing you know what i mean well, th- well, well thank you it's like so like i never wanted to feel different I never wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. To me, the world told me I was different. The world treated me different. Mm-hmm. And then I started to believe it and accept it, you know? Because there's some people who are like, who are like, oh man, you racist. It's like, and I told one of the friends before, I was like, don't be mad that I'm racist because the world taught me to be this way, right? Like I wasn't the one wanting to be called the N-word in, in elementary school. You know, I wasn't the one that wanted to walk down a neighborhood in San Bernardino, right? And be told that only three black kids can go into a store. I wanted to be maybe like most other people right now. I wanted to just be me, right? Now where I'm starting to grasp now in the sense is like, okay, so the world told me to be different, fine. And I had animosity, but now let's get to a point where we just, embrace the differences because that in itself is in my opinion beauty right now that's my opinion the pro the problem the problem i have right now in a lot of things is that there's just a lot of cookie cutter things that it seems to me based off of what i uh echo chambered in in social media because once you look at something then it feeds you more of it it feeds you more of it then you start to see it more of it and then you start to believe that that's the reality of it right So you have the echo chamber of like how you're supposed to look, how you're supposed to act, what is success, right? You know, there's a lot of people that I feel according to social media are, are, and it's fine. I'm not saying there's, there's that, that you can't do this. It's just funny that it's over exaggerated of the positive post all the time. The, 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 I deserve post all the time, right? And, and then now that's became the norm and what people want to say. And it's just like, when do we like start to do individual stuff? You know, sometimes we think we're individual and then we all, we find out we're not that different, you know? I mean, I know I kind of redacted what I said earlier, but it's just like, some people are like, oh, I'm going to do this. But it's like, no, you're not. Like I, I once told a friend years ago, right? And he was like, no, that's deep. Because I said, I said, everybody's trying to be different, which makes everyone the same. I'm trying to be different by just being normal, you know? He's like, that's deep, you know? That's funny. And it, and it sounds weird to say, but it's like, most people were trying to be different, which makes everybody the same, right? I'm being different by just being normal. Like, okay, whatever, you know? Oh, that's the hardest part. This is trying to be, you know, uh, yourself. <laughs> and, and however that harvest is, you know, because the journey is interesting. It, to get to you know a peace of mind i guess is i guess what everybody's you know fighting for right aren't we a big part of the journey at least in the mind is trying to have peace of mind and trying to get yeah. to a point where you have some some balance you know it ain't perfect but you just kind of have a a system more or less to kind of balance your counterbalance to you know things and trying to have things in lockstep i guess and you know maintain a life that is you know as of the best balance possible i mean at least that's how I would think about it, you know. Yeah, like 
I'll, I'll say one of the interesting things that happened in the last year because I had, I had uh, paid for this um, online virtual chat with Ilmine, the producer. I think I told you about that. And yeah. so one of the interesting things it was like a bunch of producers throughout the world that like a Zoom call was like maybe 10 or 15 of us. I had got up early in the morning before work started because it was based off of um, European oh time, yeah. London, like I'm in London. So I was up at like 3 a.m., right? Because I was like, okay, I get this two hours, so you got to do it, right? Yeah, just, to, just to get a gauge. And it was interesting because there was just a lot of people doing different beats. Similarity that we're making beats, but it was different, right? All had a, a dope style to it. And, it. and it was refreshing to me because it was like, cool. Not everybody's trying to do trap all the time, yes. you know? Yeah. And, and, and the ones that paid for it were people who weren't trying to do trap all the time, which was interesting, you know? Yeah, and I was like, when the people were doing their beats, I was like, oh, that was that was kind of that was kind of dope, you know. And and that part was what what was was refreshing because if I was to look up YouTube and how to make beats, ninety percent of it is like to me, most of it is, oh, it's going to be someone on Fruity Loops making trap beat, you know. It is just like, dang, you know. it's that echo chamber of like okay well that's what I want people people want to hear we keep doing the same thing and it's just and then it starts to feel exhausting and outdated like you know like I, I think I told you this before or maybe I didn't I want rock to come back we need a change we need a change in music we need we, we need we like it was weird because rock and rap always had at this animosity for a short time but you needed it you know you need it. Maybe not the artists didn't like each other, but it was like the fans were like, we're different. What are you talking about? But it's like, at this point right now, I want that to come back. I want it because you need, a you need, it, it's kind of like uh, WWE for a minute. WWE didn't have a challenger to change, make them step their game up in wrestling, right? I don't really watch wrestling so much, but this is what my friend was telling me. And then AEW comes around, it's like, okay, fine, we got to give you something else to give people a new feeling. That's how I feel what's going on with rap. It's either country music, which has rap influences, or mainly rap to me, it seems like, you know? Oh, well, let me take that back. The other thing right now is blowing up is like, uh, not merengue, but like reggaeton or oh, whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, hu that's huge. Up. That's huge. I don't really care for it that much, mm -hmm. um, but I get why it's huge because the majority of the world speaks Spanish of some form, uh, uh, form, you know. Boom, boom, hit it right on the noggin. And, and don't get me wrong, I was trying to mess around making the beat, but it's like, there's a part of me is like, ah, it's not, it's not a part of me. It's not who I am. I'm, hey, that's honest. I'm not like, huh? It's, it's, it. I don't feel it. I don't care for it. Actually, I like dance music more than I would do reggaeton. You know. Oh, hey, that's still in that same realm though. That's all Europe right there. You make some dance shit. Like, oh, you are number one artist in Europe. Yeah. That's how most uh, hip hop artists are, right? They always fucking blow up in Europe before they even get heard of in the United States. I already knew this happened. Fuck. So Warriors beat the Lakers. I kind of. You're welcome. I don't think the Lakers are really ready right now. Nah, they're they're and plus, just trying plus, to figure plus, it out. Plus, I think I think Clay's back. You know, like how 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 Curry ended last year. I was like, I get it that you guys gave. I, I want to say it was uh, what you call it, the MVP. Um, to the Kumpo, but last year, how Curry was played, I was like, he's clearly the best player in the league. How, how he ended it, you know what I'm saying? 
Come on, man. Come on. He'll go down as one of the greatest. It's just a cool time. I mean, he is, you know, he's the greatest. He's the greatest three-point shooter. Um, in, uh, I mean, like, I still love Larry Bird. You give him respect. The league oh, is yeah. different. The league is different, you know, because, like, I saw one post saying that how Buddy Heels underrated because he has more threes than, than like, I think Reggie Miller, more like 5.3 games, like making 5.3 games. Damn. And then I'm just like, and I'm like, that means nothing. And I only say that because it means nothing to me considering how the game has changed and the amount of three people are taking, you know? Because oh. it, it, what that what that makes it looks like, look at what this amazing thing this guy has done and he's underrated. And I'm like, nah, it's just what the league is requesting right now, you know? Like if you were looking up for a minute how many touchdowns quarterbacks are getting or yards quarterbacks are getting, it's a lot higher. Yeah. What Dan Marino did at his time was unheard of who only knows what dan marita would have done during this time now granted the game would have been different you know you like, gotta count for like, context that's what i'm I, saying i was saying yeah it's like so context is like yes statistically number wise yes right you know jay-z sold a lot people are going to say he's the greatest rapper but it's like well that's because of the accessibility of where you're at right now you know mm. True. Some of it, so it, like, so to go back to to um to Curry, Curry Curry is gonna be is the greatest three point shooter now. The greatest all around shooter to me is Kevin Durant. Oh, there's a difference. There is a difference. There's a big difference. Yes, maybe the most bigger. versatile scorer out there is Kevin Durant. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. Maybe, and, and then you can go in there maybe kobe or whatever because of the how many moves kobe had right like kobe's like understanding of how to score oh yeah like different foot jump off whatever yeah you know but as far as like like durant is like probably the best shooter i've ever seen because he could shoot shooter. from anywhere on the floor you know Holy shit that he's a pretty elite like shit his numbers are pretty fucking elite and the way you know? how he's doing it, it's like effortless. And the fact that that three point shot has developed, where it's like shit, this will you got to pick him up like mid court. Yeah, um, and, that's, and that's some real shit. <laughs> and the and the crazy thing to that is, there's another person that I think is is uh, in both categories, right? Alex Caruso. Both, but, huh? Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Alex uh, Caruso. I already knew it. You already knew it. You know what I'm saying? I'm fond to white dudes with bald hairs that just bald head, just like on, who, who who tries to dunk on people. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Yeah. He, he got the chip on his shoulder. I'm white, but I'm gonna dunk on you. That's not like Dan Marley Thunder. Yeah, Dan Marley. Because now that they went bald, they have to showcase it's like I'm white. I'm I got some swag and I'm bald. You know, the bald white dudes, watch out. They got that swag. They might steal your girl. They might steal your black girl too. They'll be like, oh, I love me some sisters. I'll I'll do them. Right. It's gonna be the new prototype in the next comedy, the sport comedy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But what I was gonna say, the 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 one that kind of falls in both is Ray Allen to me. Oh, okay. Now Ray Allen might be the third best three-point shooter, in my opinion. Well, well, because now I gotta think about it. I'm thinking like you have you have Bird, you have Reggie Miller, Curry, Ray Allen might be 
I don't know what number. I don't even want to give him a number because that's hard. I, I know that Curry's number one. But that's the hardest thing, though, too, because, shit, how many times Milwaukee's games are getting fucking on TV? <laughs> like, no, I know, I know, I know. True, true. I mean, you did watch, watch Baker? because of him. But you watched also the Sonics because of him because he was also on the Sonics, right? I got a couple Sonics games. I think I wasn't even watching basketball at that time. That was when N1 was killing the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> that's when a everybody's of, watching N1. people crossing people up but can't make an open jumper. Hey, <laughs> hey the, the way they advertised it, you know what I'm saying? That was it, that was in coincidence with like the Entertainment Basketball League too where it's like Kobe or uh what's it called? Yeah, like uh not Kobe but you know, oh, Shaq's supposed to be on the Entertainment Basketball, you know, league and shit. You remember that when they used to play at like Rucker and shit and all that or whatever? I, I do I do remember I do remember there was supposed to be a uh a special um what was the pay-per-view of Elijah versus Shaq. Oh that was, shit. I remember that. That never happened. About, did it? Right? Oh, oh, I remember no, that. It never shit. Happened. They like, advertised that like was a or whatever. And we're like, like because it, it was it was in conjunction with the Quincy Soft Taco with yeah. Del Taco. Boom. But was it Del Taco or was it Taco? Oh sorry, Bell? I said that wrong. Taco Bell. You're right. Uh, You're right. Taco Bell. The Crunchy Soft, right? And I remember that was a big deal. Right. Crunchy soft. Crunchy, Crunchy soft. soft. Yeah, and it was like they're they're they were hyping up that that pay per view, right? Let me see if this it's weird how you remember the weirdest stuff, right? Like, no, but like, that was I, like great advertising. Like basketball was fucking at its advertising height. You got to remember, we were living in the era of Jordan's hype. Let's see, like, that's what we lived through. We lived through a world where there was no war, and Michael Jordan was the hero <laughs> of the nineties. And That's the Dallas why. Cowboys and the Niners won one year. Do you know and how many then, people love the Cowboys because of the nineties? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Because there's a man. lot of people get on me that get on me like, how are you a Bears fan? I grew up, I grew up in at that time, the Bears won. Walter Payton and and uh Refrigerator Perry Refrigerator were some of my Perry. favorite. Right. And I'm like, okay, I grew up. And I was like, That's what I love, right? Yeah. And then when I moved to Sacramento, right? The team that I loved in baseball was the Oakland A's because they were winning. They went to the thing, the Bash Brothers, all right oh, out. Ricky, Ricky Henderson. Henderson, baby, David Stewart, talk about, Les Blankenship, take about, Walt Weiss. Talk about thick, talk about thick thighs save lives. On, you know what man. I'm saying? Ricky Come Henderson. On, now I know he. I knew he was on steroids too, but like he was a swole. Like some of those dudes in the 80s, 90s were super swole. I mean, super swole. Yeah, like. I steroids. I was like, "Yo, do it, man!" I'm like, "Yo, I would like to see." I mean, if they could do it safely, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, because now, I mean, obviously, if it's on the legal side, it's not going through the proper testing or however that works. Maybe if they're like, "Look, these are legal enhancements. Let's just do this," but in the behest of the health of the player, obviously. But I think that would be the best way to do it. I love to see a hundred home runs in a in a season. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, if, like if, if it was a numbers. way that it was healthy and it was definitely healthy, yeah. I'm the, the part is like, go ahead, go ahead, take off the steroid ban on the off season, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But but when the season comes, then maybe don't do it or whatever, you know. Get Dude, that the in. amount of money they have, they should be like this. We'll have a fucking equally and uh, comprehensive rehab program after you know after retirement. So it's like, yo, cool. Uh, a lot of experiments and trying to make this a better product, and then that's it. And it's just a phase yeah. you could go through, hop, hopped up on vitamins probably and, you know, whatever it is that you can do to enhance the experience and, you know, output would be, you know, more tremendous and enhanced game through, you know, these kind of measures. That'd be, I think that'd be an element that'd be just making it interesting, like straight up. 
No, you know, you're, you're like, so I mean, like before I used to be like, but now I'm just like, um, if it, if everyone is, is doing it, then it's not cheating. Dude, I'm telling you, every sport always has like these crazy ass scandals all the time. Like baseball's going through their fucking, you know, like their uh, grip on the ball. That was their whole thing this year was uh, like tar on the ball. So it was like this gripping situation. So they would be checking pitchers at any point of the game. Like, hey, check them for tar or this substance. And then yeah. at any point, you could call it all the time. The dugout could be like, hey, stop. Okay, dude, check them again. <laughs> like, what the well, yeah, fuck? And, and, and the weird thing about that, like, to me is like, well, you know, take it with a grain of whatever you want to take it with. But, like, I, out of all the sport, I feel like baseball is the one that's always trying to cheat. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I feel like th- that sport is always trying to cheat. Like, well, because it's a skill game. It's more of a skill game than, I mean, not to say basketball and football isn't skill, but, uh, or yeah, basketball, football, but that's a lot of physicality goes into those sports. Where with baseball, don't get me wrong. They're not, not physical athletes, but the skill of trying to hit a baseball at a hundred miles an hour coming at you at different directions or movements. And then you're trying to hit it with a stick about, well, how many feet? Like two hundred feet, something like that. I don't know how how far you're trying to hit it. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I I, I just, like all I know is like, it, it, is it a skill? It's tough. I mean, when you're talking about you, you hit you, you might hit one out of three at bats, right? That's, all, that's a legend. <laughs> and that's legendary. Yeah. That is legendary status. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Getting a C. Um, <laughs> you're you're like that it's difficult i'm not going to take away from that and there's more strategy to baseball than i thought i don't think it's as much strategy as football to me you know oh, what no. i'm saying football is like playing fucking war <laughs> like here we go we got our stations ready all right here we go send your troops out it's like what this is like if war was created it, that's an interesting simulation of it you got a front line you got people who are of action and you got somebody directing action plays versus defense it's very warlike it, it really is man um sorry. but it's simple from the idea of like catch and throw it's it's crazy it's like how that evolved from rugby or whatever its origins were you know what i mean to create that game yeah it's, it's strange like 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 baseball is like i'm i'm you know like football there's this like so many quick second decisions right based off of blitz cover you know put a man in motion looking at how the defense is now like to me i would say that the most as far as sport that most driven on just athleticism is basketball where it's like sometimes you don't even have to have a strategy you just ball out it's like who who just has a better baller right while football, it could like it's that too, but sometimes it's like, okay, hold on. It's a you team know, sport. That's a real team sport. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, everybody needs to do what they need to do in order for us to get to that spot. Like, yeah. look, you need to block on this, or we are or we're fucked. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or your or your or your guy's F, you know, he's gonna yeah. die. Yeah. It's you know? strange. So, it's a it's probably the most team sport for sure, because you definitely can't win with just one dude <laughs> yeah it's some weird orchestration of movements happening in a, a, a 
a five second frame. <laughs> like it's like, hut, hut, oh, okay. All right, hold on again. Let's try again. Man, you know what I mean? And it's strange how it's it's like that. Um, but yeah, it's just funny how yeah, baseball kind of has that stigma tied to it. But I would make the argument, I think all the sports have some element to it, you know what I mean? Think about it, like uh the Lakers King series, Tim Donahue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no, on, no, you're man. you're right. That's a strategy too. Let's go ahead and yeah. get this uh ref on our side. Yeah. You know, I mean, they... if it's good for business, like I said, I always try to look at the idea of if you own the Lakers, right? If I owned the Warriors, what is best for ticket sales and best for business? And then if you're a basketball fan, what can you do or what's best can you do? You know what I mean? That's how you yeah. plan it. And you're like, okay, how do I sell seats in LA? Shit, I have all these people here. LA has a legacy influence. Bring people with a name. I, you know, we'll figure I out the rest. It's, it's, it's kind of changing because the Warriors now are taking part of that. But personally, like I still believe that the NBA is at its best when the Lakers are good. And I only oh, say man. that because either people love the Lakers and watch them, or people hate them and want to watch them. It's the same thing as if the Yankees are good, right? Dallas Cowboys. Um, and now I want to kind of say Yankees and and kind of. Uh, uh, uh dodgers now you know what i'm saying because i think the dodgers you know anytime those big super big c- cities are like that then are successful isn't it interesting how la both dodgers and lakers won the championship in the off year yeah on the off year on, and and kind of like i mean not god rest his soul for kobe I can see that. It's interesting trying to figure out like the the Lakers back then. Remember when they were a veteran team? Yeah. A, a similar composition of players. You know what I mean? Some players past their prime, um, but some superstars, you know what I mean, anchoring the team, and then some youth. Some, you know what I mean? It it's, reminds me of one of those, those, those uh, Shaq teams or one of those uh, – even the later Johnson teams or the later, you know what I mean? When everybody was a little older, that's the new Lakers team right now. Yeah. It, it just there. So the, the two people I'm worried about right now in the Lakers is Westbrook and Carmelo. Well, like are they melting both, together? Are they both willing to play a role? You know, cause as of right now, I would probably in the dynamics of things, I would probably start Rondo over Westbrook for me in the concept of a team. And have and have Westbrook come off the bench for a change of pace. How old is Westbrook? 36? 32, 33 maybe? Oh, 33? Oh, shit. He's up yeah. there. Shit, he ain't coming off the bench. You tripping. <laughs> But I agree with you, though. I would say play both of them. No, I mean, you could, but, it, like, or make or make Westbrook the off guard, right? Yeah, he's 32 years old. Yeah. Um, Westbrook the shooting guard, for sure. Uh, he'll be 33 and 88 uh, on November. Oh, so yeah, make him off, yeah. like, make him off of off guard sometimes. But yeah. it, like, but 
I think that at times it, it needs to be a change of pace and not him always trying to go, 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 go. Because what, what happens a lot of time, what happens, right? This is what, what I, what I think the Lakers should have done when they had Gary Payton and Carmelo, right? What, what I believe, and I can be completely wrong. And I know some people are like, you put your best players out there. Well, sometimes your best players may not be the best chemistry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my thought process is you make a team A and a team B, right? And what you do, kind of like the Mighty Ducks, where he's like, change the line. The team B is not a huge drop off from team A. Uh. So what you do is you, you like, not only you're like, fuck, team A just got off. And you look and you're like, damn, team B is getting on? Yeah. Like, we need, we need a break, but we won't, right? Yeah. We're about to, about to get up on us. Team- and it allows team B to go off, right? Mm-hmm. Like That's team crazy. A might maybe the execution team and team B is like, all right, go out there and get buckets. Yeah, go go get that lead. Go act reckless. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Damn, that's you a know, tough a swallow, though. Shit. That's a tough swallow, though. You talking about Westbrook coming off the bench at 33, 32 years old? Maybe, maybe just switch the game. I mean, like, I don't know, you're not will not start AD or 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 LeBron, but like to me, it's just that sometimes that needs a balance because when you have people who are used to having a ball dominant and that's their strength, most of the time it works well when there's two kind of ball dominant people. It doesn't work well when there's four ball dominant people yeah. or three ball dominant people. You, break you know, that shit up. yeah, you got to break that shit up. To me, I yeah. can be wrong. I can be the dumbest person to sit I'm there just, and say that. I want to see the highlights of what the offense they're going to install. You know what I mean? Like, what, what kind of offense they're going to be kind of trying to run? Or is it just all iso ball, one, four, five? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I'm going to have to call this a little oh, early. Oh, good. Cause, uh, no, no, well, because I, I got, I got a, uh, unfortunately, well, I got um, a biopsy tomorrow. So I have to uh, go in early for that. So I'm gonna try to like get a get a snack in before I go to sleep because oh, I won't yeah, be able to for sure. eat for a while. Thank you. Uh, Always appreciate the time, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Sky high. Sky high.